0: Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's going to be a really fun one. Not that all of our Intelligent Medicine Podcasts aren't fun, but this is particularly fun because it's right in my wheelhouse. I'm a big fan of chocolate and cocoa. and I, For a long time, I've extolled its health benefits. Uh, And we've been seeking to uh, share with you a source for uh, high-flavanol cocoa. Because not all chocolates deliver the benefits of the cocoa plant, which we'll get into extensively in today's podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to Alan Frost. He's founder of Flava Naturals. It's a company that, as far as I'm concerned, uh, really has hit the sweet spot, if you'll excuse the pun, uh, when it comes to high-quality cocoa as a functional food. You know, chocolate's delicious, it's a treat, uh, but it is also like tea, like coffee, like red wine, like olive oil, uh, and like so many other foods. It's a functional food, uh, but uh, it has to be prepared and delivered in the proper form for you to realize its full benefits. So today we're going to discuss that. We're going to talk about the science behind uh, cocoa. We're also going to be talking about uh, how uh, Flava Naturals has achieved a breakthrough in delivering uh, the business end of cocoa, the part that really uh, is efficacious—not just good tasting, although it is good tasting—I can attest to that. Uh, so, let's welcome Alan Frost, founder of Flava Naturals. Alan, welcome to Intelligent Medicines. Pleasure having you on the air.
1: Doctor Hoffman, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. It's great to be here.
0: Well, thank you. So, uh, explain to us how you got into this. Uh, what prompted you to uh, develop a whole way of uh, making uh, a functional food out of cho- ordinary chocolate.
1: Yeah, it's actually a funny story. Um, my, my background is mostly in biotech and, and pharma. And uh, about seven years ago, the company that I worked for um, got taken over. And it was a chance for, for me to sit back and kind of say, you know, what's next? Um, I decided I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. I was looking at um, five or six different uh, opportunities, and, and one day my wife came in with the New York Times in hand, threw it in my lap, and said, "I, I told you we should eat more chocolate." <laughs> right. And uh, you, you, pro- you, you probably remember this because it was in all the all the newspapers. It was on you know on all the uh, all the news stations. Um, that particular study, uh, said, uh, chocolate improves memory. And it was a study done out of your alma mater, actually, uh, Columbia University, um, that showed a, a very uh, impressive, uh, improvement in, in, memory recall in a, in a group of 60 to 70 year olds. And that it was a small study, but they, you know, the investigators knew exactly what they were doing. Um, they showed a two and a half decade improvement in the speed of memory recall in, in, in this group and uh it was fascinating because uh, you know as a biotech guy i was kind of ready to tear apart the science right i was like oh this, this can't be um but it was uh it was it was it was incredibly impressive the um uh the, the catch in that study and and really all the studies you know and, and you know well, i know we're going to talk about it you know because there's there's a lot more than the cognitive benefits, but you know, the catch with all these studies that were coming out of uh, you know top institutions is they were using 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams a day of cocoa flavanols, mm-hmm. usually consumed in a, in a cocoa beverage of sorts. Um, and the average dark chocolate bar only has about 100 milligrams. So that's so that that was kind of the impetus for the build. It, you know, the business. Uh, you know, I said to my wife, and you know, after doing some research and talking to some folks, I said if we could develop. A, a natural uh, dark chocolate, cocoa powder, uh, maybe some beverages down the road that had the flavanol levels that, that have been used in these studies that, that also taste great, I said this could be, you know, an, an interesting um, an interesting opportunity. So that's, that's where it all started.
0: Indeed. Well, you know, uh, a lot of these studies uh, are sponsored by, uh, in fact, big basically candy companies like Nestle's uh, and what it has done is it's sort of conferred a, a health halo around eating chocolate. So lots of people are eating chocolate. I said, well, you know, it's healthy. It's good for you. Uh, but, uh, uh, I was under the impression and one of my, you know, I, I gravitated towards dark chocolate because I figured, you know, high test, dark chocolate, And I learned that if you mix milk with chocolate, make milk chocolate, it sort of interferes with the uptake of the beneficial flavanols. Uh, And so my favorite chocolate bar, I'm holding it in front of me. I'm not going to mention the brand, but it's uh, 88% cocoa. And and I started having, you know, uh, a couple of squares of this, uh, you know, especially before a show or, you know before work you know or had to be mentally acute uh or before an athletic event you know maybe it would enhance my performance um and i did this for a while and then i realized that if i consumed an entire bar i did the math it was 540 calories that i was adding to my daily calorie budget and uh and right. that goes it goes down pretty fast when it's chocolate. You know, it's one thing if it's uh, you know if you got to eat uh, brown rice or something like that. But uh the calories add up with dark chocolate. And I'm not even sure I was getting the full benefit of the flavanols.
1: Yeah, no that's uh that, that that's so true. Um you know, it's uh it's it, It's interesting because whenever um, you, you read an article about the benefits of dark chocolate or people suggesting you eat a little dark chocolate every day, the first thing you know the first recommendation is always uh, you know high cacao seventy percent or more, and you'll get the flavanols uh, yeah. that you need. but right. the, the the interesting thing is you know you uh, you know you are generally better off with a higher cacao uh, chocolate, but i I can show you two eighty eight percent cacao bars and we could measure the flavanol levels and you know I wouldn't be surprised at all if you know one had four times the flavanols of another. Or or, you know, even with the within the brand that you know that you you enjoy, you might measure the flavanols one, one day and it could be, you know, you, you might have 150 milligrams in that bar. You can measure it uh two months later it might have 75 and and, and a couple months later it may have two hundred. Uh, because most manufacturers are are using you know the like bundled beans that come from different farms and it it, it turns it turns out that the 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 most important factor that influences the flavanol levels is the bean itself um, because as we're learning with a lot of different foods as you mentioned earlier right it it often depends like where it's growing the strain of the bean the soil etc so you know what um, you know our first learning and kind of that, you know, when we were investigating whether, you know, can, can we develop a product that has the flavanol levels being used in these studies, is that uh, you need to start with the right bean, because if you start with the, you know, you need to start with a, a bean that has, not only has great flavor, but it's super high in cocoa flavanols, um, and that's the, that's the first step in the process.
0: So you, you had to search high and low and, and basically assay beans uh, through a scientific process, Uh, which, uh, you know, I guess most of the manufacturers, uh, what they do is they select beans in terms of taste qualities. You know, as long as the beans don't taste, deliver a funky taste, you know, pretty much uniform, uh, they're okay with that. But what you're doing is you're using, I don't know, maybe HPLC or some technique that uh, delivers the uh, chemical signature of uh, uh, cocoflavanols and quantitates it. And so this bean actually conforms to the the right um standards
1: exactly so for us it was identifying and and it's really it comes down to it's a function of the farms that you work with um uh you know we were able to find some uh farms and partners uh that um you know have been cultivating a a high flavanol bean that that also has a great taste profile i mean you you generally can't taste the difference in flavanol Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't be able to the you know, the difference between a you know 500 milligram flavanol bar and a 100 milligram flavanol bar um, so yeah so that that was that was the first step um, and uh, you know the, the the set the second step that we learned was was quite important um, and almost as important is is how you process the the cocoa beans so in the in the in the US we the way we typically process cocoa beans, you can easily destroy over 50% of the flavanols that that are in that bean that you start with um, because uh, flavanols are, they're antioxidants. So they're very sensitive to heat. Uh, they're very sensitive to like excessive, you know, oxidation uh, and they're very excessive, uh, sensitive to chemicals. So we, we process our, our beans at um lower temperatures, so we still roast them but for for a longer period of time at, at a lower temperature and we process it all all naturally so these are not uh dutch processed right yeah, and, a, and that yeah. that helps maintain the platinum levels
0: right there's a process called dutching uh which is i from what i understand is a high alkali process that is usually applied to cocoa to render certain taste characteristics, you know, that uh, appeal to uh, American palates. And so what percentage of products are, are dutched and uh, can you retain good taste, a taste that's acceptable without that dutching process?
1: Yeah, I don't, you know, I I, it's a good question. I, I, I would say probably the majority of the chocolate, especially the major brands, you know, the big brands, um, are are dutched uh you know when you you buy when you start buying um you know uh more of the artisan type chocolate you know a lot of them are not dutched anymore because people you know i a lot of people like the, the rich taste the real chocolatey taste right that comes um from the bean itself uh so uh but but you know i so i don't i don't know a number but i would say you know Certainly the majority of the chocolate you buy in the U.S. Is, is, goes through that Dutch process.
0: Mm-hmm. And, okay, so uh, then there's another consideration, which is that uh, chocolate, even if beneficial, uh, can be a calorie bomb. So the adverse effects of adding hundreds of calories to your diet every day may outstrip the benefits of the f- flavanols. So how did, how did you handle that in your product offerings?
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly true. So, you know, we have our, our bars uh, because of the bean we start with and um, the uh, the natural processing, uh, our, our bars have about five times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. So about 500 milligrams. And but, you know, they they range in calories. They're per portion. They're still under 200 calories. But, you know, for a lot of people, that's that's too much. Um and, uh, you know, as you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later, um, the benefits of flavanols build with daily use. So you really, you know, I, you're ideally looking for something that you can incorporate into a daily diet and not everybody wants to eat, eat a chocolate bar every day, even if it's 200 calories and they might say, well, that's my dessert, but you know, t- today I want to have, you know, an ice cream, uh, et cetera. So what we do is, you know, we have, um, different product offerings, uh, that, you know, allow consumers to choose, uh, you know, how they want to get their flavanols either every day or, or, you know, maybe mix it up. So we have, uh, in addition to the chocolate bars, you know, which, which have, you know, 180 uh, to 200 calories, we have an unsweetened cocoa powder. Uh, that is fantastic for smoothies. I put yep. it in my yogurt every morning. Yep. I mix it in with a little maple syrup, granola. Yeah, I, I've tried it in my in my it's smoothies.
0: It, it's It's pretty amazing. and I add a little bit of uh, you know protein when I'm trying to make a protein drink and then you know throw in some other uh, additives. you know they have other things like uh, colostrum I can mix it with and things like that.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Cause it mixes well and every, it's, it's just a great tasting, you know, cocoa powder, but has, uh, um, actually it's got, it's got even more flavono. So it's got about 900 milligrams per scoop, which was the same amount that was used back in that Columbia study, you know, that initially, uh, caught, caught, our interest. Um, so that only has 35 calories. So, you know, that's a great thing if you're, you know, if you're looking to incorporate it into a daily routine and you don't want the chocolate, you know, some people do want the chocolate. Some people don't um, that that's a great option. And then recently we just introduced some beverages uh, for people that, you know, just want it easy. They just want to grab it out of the, the refrigerator. Um, you know, we've got a, uh, um, we've got a chocolate oat milk called Flava milk, and we've got a mocha cold brew uh, called Flava Java. And they, they range in calories from 120 to 180 uh, calories. So we, we've got a, we've got a mix of products, you know, from unsweetened to, you know, uh, slightly sweetened and uh, with different
0: calorie levels. Right. And that, by the way, the uh, the Mocha Cold Brew uh, with oat milk is a great sports drink because it actually delivers a little bit of caffeine. It's not the kind of thing you want to take as a bedtime snack if you're sensitive to uh, to uh, caffeine. But, boy, it really, it really gets you going before a long bike ride. Uh, the other one is, is suitable for kids. It's just chocolate oat milk. And it's got 600 milligrams of cocoa flavanols, and uh, it's, you know, low in sugar and contains some protein as well. Eight grams of protein. So, um, so as to the bars, they, they come in different flavors, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So right now we have three flavors. We have a, a classic dark, we have a blueberry matcha, and then we have a roasted almond with Himalayan pink salt. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're, uh, you know, in my opinion, they're all delicious. You
0: know? well, you're getting um, a kind of a dual functional food but, uh, with the one with matcha because that's the green tea. And green tea has uh, flavanols as well, uh, beneficial polyphenols, theanine, which is kind of a, a calmative agent. Uh, so uh, that, that's kind of a double whammy when it comes to functional food.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when we were developing the flavors, and we, you know, we uh, we looked at a lot of different uh, options. But um, that was, you know, even though our primary focus was flavanols, we wanted to make sure we were also, you know, adding uh, healthier ingredients as opposed to like caramel or anything like that.
0: Indeed. Well, you know, so the, the take-home message is: hey, if you're going to eat chocolate anyway, you might as well get the health benefits, the full health benefits of uh, cocoa. Uh, Flavanols, and uh, that's going to be the way I proceed uh, heretofore with uh, Flavanaturals. Also, so by the way, there's an article on our website at drhoffman.com. If you um, go to drhoffman.com slash article cocoflavanols, you'll find uh, a description of the health benefits. But we're going to go into that in part two of today's uh, podcast. Uh, the website, can I give it out? It's FlavaNaturals.com. And uh, you've got a whole bunch of recipes there, too. What what, what will people find under the recipes uh, section?
1: Yeah, well, you know, especially uh, the recipes are mostly for the cocoa powder, you know, because that's the one that, um, you know, you, you you don't just eat right out of the packaging, right? So, right. Um, and, and, and most people aren't... Uh, Even you know people bake with cocoa powder, which, by the way, is not the best idea um, for uh, you know for our performance cocoa powder. Because remember, at the onset, we talked about flavanols are sensitive to heat. Mm -hmm. So if you you baked uh, if you know if you baked at 400 for uh, half an hour, uh, you'd probably lose 30 40 percent of the flavanol. So you'd still retain quite a bit, um, but uh, it wouldn't be your your best bang for the buck there. So, darn those, those we'll, coke, we'll,
0: so much for those uh, co- those chocolate brownies, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know the, the interesting thing, I mean, it, it's at, at such a high level that you still act with, and you know and I do it, but um, you, you still you still do end up with uh, you know quite a quite a good uh, flavanol uh, uh, you know uh, infusion there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not the most efficient way. So what you'll see in the recipes, you know, a lot of different. Smoothie options, which are, are terrific, uh, energy balls. A lot of people enjoy making energy balls. Uh, like I said, you know, it, there's there's a lot of great options uh, for uh, mixing it into yogurt, um, overnight oats, uh, mixing into oatmeal, that sort of thing. So there's there's a lot of great things you can do. And the key with the, you know, with the, um, the cocoa powder is just finding a way that you really enjoy it It's a, you know, it, it's delicious. Um, you just need to get, you know, you got to get the recipe right for you. How much it's unsweetened. So what sweetener do you want to add? You know, how do you add it? You know, if you, if you do a smoothie with the right banana, maybe you don't need a, you know, um, uh, a sweetener, but it's it's just finding out, uh, you know, how you enjoy it and then incorporating it into your, your daily routine.
0: I, I put a little stevia in mine uh, and that seems to, uh, you know, Take whatever uh, bitter edge off of the cocoa because cocoa naturally has a little bit of a bitterness to it, and uh, the the stevia seems to to do that in a smoothie for me.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. What I, what I tell people about you know cocoa powder is it's it, it's almost equivalent to eating a hundred percent you know baker's chocolate right, hundred percent cacao bark, because it, it's completely unsweetened, mm-hmm. um, at least our version. So so it does. You know, it does it, it does require some sweetener to bring out that kind of chocolatey taste that we we're familiar with. So, you know, once you add stevia or, or something like that, you know, that's uh, any any type of sweetener that that, uh, you know, that that chocolate chocolatey flavor really comes out.
0: Indeed. And it's, it's a very deep, rich chocolate flavor that uh, I really enjoy. And, uh, okay. So I, I want to, uh, devote a whole podcast to the science behind, uh, high flavanol cocoa. Uh, and so in part two that we're going to consider that. But, uh, meanwhile, uh, we may direct our listeners to flavanaturals.com. They've got a section on the science, uh, and a link to cocoflavanolscience.com coco flavanol science flavanol spelled f-l-a-v-a-n-o-l coco science.com and uh, there you you can actually uh, look at some of the studies that substantiate the benefits of uh, cocoa uh, so uh, let's pause and as we usually do we'll go to part two with today's guest alan frost founder of flava naturals website flavanaturals.com i'm dr ronald hoffman And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.